the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family and give you hope the divorce coaching hour with christy stratton starts now and here's your host christy stratton hello everyone and welcome to the divorce coaching hour i'm christy stratton and friends i am excited that you are here with us today if this is the first time you are joining us a very special welcome to you and if you're back with us again this week welcome to you too and thank you all so much for listening This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice, but what we are here to do is walk the path with you wherever it may lead, and we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst, and give you hope. Friends... You may know that our focus right now is men and divorce. In fact, this show is the fifth show in a series about that topic, and we've entitled it Courage Through the Crisis. This series is intended to shed light on the experience men have as they go through divorce and what men can and need to do to move and grow through the process so that it becomes a defining moment that is good for them and their family, not a bad one. In the first three shows of the series, we spoke with psychotherapist Jeff Stuckey about a cycle of sorts that men tend to go through in divorce. Divorce often brings men to an unrecoverable and stuck place. This is really a tough place for men to be because it's not comfortable. They are not used to being in this place and nothing much in this world supports them in being in this place. In order to ease that comfort, men often seek that which will bring immediate comfort, addictions, another relationship, etc., They don't want to feel the pain that that a divorce brings. So they essentially numb it by getting involved in and with that which feels better. Problem is, is that cycle brings more pain. What we learned from Jeff Jeff, is that men can stop that cycle by essentially sitting with this pain a while and not numbing it. They can get help, whether it's through therapy, counsel from a pastor or support through other like-minded men. And in getting this help, they accept the reality of their situation. They can learn what they need to do to grow from this process. And 
do the work necessary to help them get out of that pain in a healthy manner. And in doing this, they reach a level of profound growth that they didn't know was even possible. And doing all of this, my friends, is courageous. Then in the fourth show of the series, we spoke with Pastor Steve Dennis of the Light Community Fellowship. And we heard that the only person you have control over is yourself. And we also heard that we need to ask ourselves uh, in this process, where are we finding our hope? Uh, Pastor Steve and I encourage you to find that hope in Jesus Christ. So that's just a quick recap. Before we officially kick off today's discussion, I want to quickly remind you that you can listen to the first four episodes of this series and you can find them on your favorite podcast app on KKHT.com as well. And on that site, KKHT.com, you can find them under the podcast tab under programs. Look for the shows dated September 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th of 2020. On today's show... We are joined by a man who has been through divorce. He found himself in that place of pain and feeling stuck. He dug deep. He did the work and today is living courageously. Richard Mendelow is here with us today and you just heard a little bit about him personally, but I want you to know a little bit more. Speaking of courage, uh, Richard knows just a little bit about courage. He's a colonel in the Marines, friends. I share that to say that often when we speak of courage, I think we think of that courageous warrior. And that's fair. I get that. That makes sense. Richard is a courageous warrior. He's been deployed several times and, in fact, been honored for his courage. Friends, what I want you to hear, though, from Richard today is about another level of courage. That courage in the crisis that we are talking about in the series. And Ultimately, though, what I want you to hear is about his personal walk through divorce and really this, where he draws his courage from, and that's God, my friends. So let's get to it. Richard, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you're here. And, you know, you might have been following along. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but what we're, what we're after in the series and really what we're trying to focus on. And we've talked to a psychotherapist, um, Jeff Stuckey, as I mentioned earlier, and Pastor Steve Dennis. And the overarching message that has come through in this discussion, and bear with me, I like to kind of make mind maps, and I've drawn a little diagram. I'm going to walk through this kind of a recap, if you will. But what we've learned is essentially, um, you know, you've got a man and a marriage, uh, maybe, maybe not has a bit of a misconception of love, but at the same time, he is outcome orient- oriented, right? And so, they, you know, you just basically look at it, a relationship, a marriage, what have you, comes to a place of um, that outcome orientation mm-hmm. in a marriage is a man making his wife happy, right? And we know that's what can happen in a marriage. People get unhappy in it, Right. Well, if he's focused in on that success and that success is being his wife being happy, that's not happening, then it's like, okay, I've failed, right? Right. The marriage comes to a place of failure, breaking down, going to divorce court. We all kind of go, what just happened, right? 
And then this anxiety comes up, this pain. Uh, and, and where what we learn from Jeff is if men could sit with the vulnerable feelings that this pain breaks, brings up, then they could become okay with it in that they could get help. They can do the work as we were talking about in the opener and then they move through the process. The problem is, is what they tend to do. And and I'm going to say it. I mean, it's not just men, it's human beings in general, right? You know, we come to a place of pain and we're going to essentially numb it. We would feel better if we do something else and we'll avoid kind of sitting with those vulnerable feelings. But what we learned in this series is if you can, through that help of a pastor, as you heard me say in the intro, that help of a therapist, help of other like-minded men, that if they do in fact sit in that pain, they accept the reality of what's happened, then they can grow through the process. And all of that is courageous. So as a man who's been through that, now that I just recap the series for you, I'm just wondering, how does that land for you? You know, makes sense? Yeah. Um, I actually feel a lot of compassion for that guy because imagine being in combat and not knowing what your orders are. Hmm. You're in a firefight, you're taking rounds, and you don't know what your orders are. And to me, that is a lot like a man in this world that gives us so many mixed messages that confuses everything. And in the absence of God, you don't know what your orders are. Mm. And so all you know is that this is painful and that's painful. This is really painful. I'm failing here. I'm failing there. Society tells me I should be this. Society tells me I should be that. And none of it's working. Mm. And so for me, it's only when I said, okay, what I'm doing is not working. So let me see what the guy who made me says I should be doing, how I should be looking at things, what my values should be, how I should judge success. And so I came to the place where I said, the only thing I have control of is my behavior, my actions. We know that men seek honor and that quote by Rob Roy, that famous Scottish warrior, says, honor is the gift a man gives to himself. Mm. Nobody's going to give it to you. What they give you isn't true honor because it's something that benefits them or it's some worldly thing. And so to seek honor by my heart to my maker was the place that I came to. And I decided, okay, Forget all of this stuff around me. I'm going to do what he thinks I should do. Right. By the way, people move away from pain. Yeah. It's what they do. Right. And so I can't use the exact words that we use in the Marine Corps with regard to pain because <laughs> you can't say stuff like that on the radio. <laughs> but Good, thank you. We have a saying that basically says embrace the pain. Right. I'm in this place. It's not fun. It's going to be over at some point. And if I embrace the pain and walk through it, seeking honor, do the right thing because it's the right thing, regardless of what the world says, then this will be over and I will be able to be proud of myself. 
I love what you shared because one of the things that we do with we want to do with this show is provide hope for people. And and in the opener, I talked about you know where are you finding hope? Obviously, it sounds like you found your hope in God, but you know there may be a guy out there that doesn't necessarily have that belief in God, right? And what I'm hearing is you just shared hope with them that you did walk through this process and you're on the other side, strong and courageous. So, yeah, it's going to be over. And uh, this is hard to envision right now. It's like a deployment. It's like, Hey, I'm going, uh, I have 12 months orders to Iraq. It's going to be over, but it doesn't change the fact that tomorrow when I wake up, I've got to be the right guy and accomplish my mission and do right things. And so that begs the question, what are right things? Yeah. And to me, that's where the courage is. The courage is saying that what is right is outside myself, and I'm going to do those right things, and I'm going to seek to find out what that is and then walk it out one day at a time. And that's exactly where I want to go in the second segment is is the question that was coming up is what are those right things that, that you would say, what you found that worked for you? And so, folks... We're here with Richard Mendelo. He's our guest today, and we're talking about Men and Divorce, a series, Courage Through the Crisis. He's a um, a colonel in the Marines, but also a man who's been through divorce, and you're going to hear a lot of hope and a lot of courage from him. So come on back and join Richard and myself. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. 
And we are back. Friends, we're here with Richard Mendelow. Uh, he's been a guest on the show before, but he's back now talking about, you know, his personal experience. And I thought what would be great with this series, Men in Divorce, is, you know, as you heard me say, and if you've been listening, you heard this too, we've spoken with a psychotherapist about men in divorce. And so we got kind of that therapeutic approach. We spoke to a pastor because I thought it was important to bring in that perspective. And now here's someone who kind of exemplifies what we've been talking about. And what my wish is, my desire is, is that it's, uh, you know, you're hearing um, a man's voice who's gone through the process and come out solid, courageously on the other side. And so I just thank you for being here, Richard, and being willing to share, you know, personal things. Thank you. It gives people hopes. But one thing that you do need to share before we move forward is a little uh, disclaimer, right? Right, (laughs) folks. I do have to remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, these are my personal views and do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. So now that we have that away. Yeah, crazy that we had to say that, but I do have to say that. Well, and it's fair and it's right. And that's what we're talking about is doing the right things through the divorce process. And it can feel nothing feels right about the process, quite honestly, and we may not know what is right. And so I'm just wondering, based on you know what you've heard in the shows before, what you've heard me as just recapping, you know, what is, what's next? What, is, what do guys do? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. And I, <laughs> the very second you asked me that, I have a couple of different thoughts that come flooding in. I heard on an early show, uh, you were talking to Jeff Stuckey, and you talked about acceptance, right? acceptance of where you are. And then uh, before there was that uh, quote that uh, we talked about, Eckhart Tolle said that uh, suffering is mm. not accepting where you are. Exactly. And so then what comes to me is it's nighttime. I'm in the back of a helicopter. I'm descending into this little combat outpost in the middle of nowhere, Afghanistan, and you cannot want that to be the case all you want, but it is, <laughs> but the, it case. is the case. So just that is reality. It. Just that's reality, it. and you're just going to create suffering by not accepting that reality. So what I would say is, for a man who's heading toward divorce or in divorce or uh, working to get out of it, acceptance, and that's hard for men because you said they're outcome oriented, mm-hmm. and so what you're asking me to do is sit with my failure, right? But that is the starting place. It is. It really is. And you can wish it weren't so. Right. But it is. And I have control over no other actions other than my own. So in my instance, I had to sit with the fact that I can't control my ex-wife's behavior, but I can control mine. And it wasn't always what it should have been. Right. I wasn't always the father I should have been. Mm-hmm. And that was very painful, and it continues to be painful to this day at times. Right. But that's done, and it's what I do next that counts. I heard a guest on your show once. He said, what matters is what you do after what you did. That's our friend Tom Stevens. Uh, <laughs> yes, was it such was a so great, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so what matters next is what you do after what you did. So I'm going to mm-hmm. accept where I am, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, what's next? Right. Now, here's the thing. Doing what you did got you here. Mm -hmm. So of all the things I'm going to choose to do, I want very few of them to be what I did. Speaking of another cycle, people reference that cycle quite a bit. Doing what you 
doing what you've been doing right. over and over, expe- expecting Hoping another for a different result. Yes, is exactly. It's insanity. And so that's where I feel like it's important to mention that society lies to men a lot. Absolutely. In the absence of a guy on his knees submitted to God, trying to be the man that God says he should be, I look around to society and it tells me I should have uh, be wealthy and make a bunch of money and work really hard and probably be a womanizer if you listen to society. And um, all these other lies. You know, it's interesting, speaking of those lies, and one of the things that Pastor Steve shared was, that's the devil. It's the devil. And men get lied to. Mm-hmm. And we live in a society that does the opposite of right. whatever God wants. So right. here's the thing. I'm sorry if I'm kind of all over the place, but. No, it's, the <laughs> that's the conversation. <laughs> Conversations can be all over the place. God wants men to be the spiritual leaders of their household. Yeah. Men are supposed to be leaders and caretakers fathers who guide children. And so all of that in God's kingdom is predicated on men being the right man that they're supposed to be. God created Adam first. Right. Absolutely. And so if God thinks it's important that a man lead spiritually, lead in his home, then what do you suppose the world is going to attack? Exactly. (laughs) The world is going to attack That man Mm -hmm. who is trying to stand firm in his faith and say, I'm the spiritual leader of my household. Mm -hmm. I'm the captain of the ship. Ultimately, everything comes back to me. And uh, God provided me with a helper. Or maybe I just went out and found one in a bar. Right. And maybe we were not equally yoked. And so maybe we have failed there. But the bottom line is, I'm not doing it the way God wanted and God thinks it's important. So I must now try to do it the way I want. And I shouldn't expect it to be easy. I should expect to be attacked by the world. So if you look at radical feminism, it attacks men. It does. Absolutely. And it tells us anything masculine is toxic and anything male is bad. Mm. And yet God's saying, hey, you're the spiritual leaders of this world. And so what I'm saying is when you accept that you're in this place and when you accept that you haven't been what you're supposed to be, when you have the courage to sit with that vulnerability and that pain. There's your opportunity. There's your opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And you're in that combat outpost. You're in bad guy country and it's what you do next that counts. Absolutely. And so um, not to go on like crazy, but that begs the question, what's next? Well, and I want to kind of just put that in a parking lot space for right now, because I definitely want to know what's next. But I just, I'm so glad for you to speak that because it's something that I've, I see. Um, There are books that I've been reading, um, one by John Eldridge, Wild at Heart, and it speaks to the same thing. And I just have such compassion for men. And that's in large part why I wanted to do this series and speak to this situation for men. So I want to say thank you for your courage to share that. And I'm glad that you're speaking it and saying it and be, because I didn't feel like it was right for me to say it as a woman. I'm not the one that's experienced that, right? So thank you for saying that. And hopefully people are hearing that this is now their opportunity if they realize and accept where they are, not people, men in this situation. The divorce has happened. Now what's next, which is where we're going. What is next? 
Right. Have the guts to accept where you are and the courage to, to move forward. And keep in mind, Eve is the one who got Adam in trouble. Okay, I'm, now we're not I'm starting that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But let me say, equal play here. I'm going right. to have a moment with the ladies as we begin to talk about this. Maybe it's next year. I'm not sure. But I need to have a hard conversation with the ladies because we're not showing up as we should in marriages to support our men. Well, it's the devil's work in our society. And I just want to go on record as saying thank you for doing this series because the struggles of men in the society and in relationships and to be the men that they're supposed to be are not covered in a lot of different places. And Mm -mm. they're especially not covered with the compassion that you have uh, brought to the subject. So uh, I would want to give you a round of applause for yourself having the courage to say, hey, uh, in order for men to be the spiritual leaders they're supposed to be, we've got to speak some truths and we've got to get some people to help lift them up. So um, I said men are supposed to be leaders and they're supposed to be providers and they're supposed to be givers and they're supposed to be protectors. And society is going to attack us in that effort. But what we're going to do is have the courage to say, I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm not going to be what's left when society is done with me. Amen to that. And who do you want to be? Right. Honor is the gift a man gives to himself. I want to be a man that God can be proud of. And so there are some things you got to do. For example, when I was going through the early stages of my divorce, there were a lot of people Uh, saying things like, well, you should uh, take this and you should do this and you should do that. And it was a lot of friction and volume and noise. And I thought about the man that God wanted me to be. Mm. And um, I said, I just want peace. And if you want peace, be peaceful. And I want to be a guy in a year's time uh, when I read my Bible and I can look back on this and be proud of myself. And I want to read words like forgiveness and kindness and mercy in the Bible and not feel like a total hypocrite. Right. And so if I want that to be the case in a year, I'm going to set my sights on that. I'm going to look way along the horizon to that place 365 days from now. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start doing the things that are going to get me there. Right. So to have a firm vision of who you want to be, how you want it to look, to accept where you are, to accept the mistakes that you've made. I I think that is the thing. And I got a friend. I love this guy. But if you talk to him, whatever the situation is in life, somebody's always doing something to him. Mm. And she's doing this and the kids are doing this and victim place work happened here and all of the And it's like, okay, I don't understand. You're just uh, disempowering yourself, undermining yourself. You're what's left when the world gets done with you. Because you're not taking responsibility for anything. I just think about how painful that that is. And it he, is. Yeah. Very it painful. is painful. And, you know, I know there are guys out there who are in a lot of pain. But the first thing we have to do is accept where we are. We're on that combat outpost and we got to decide what we're going to do next. And for me, that was to seek God with a vision of who I wanted to be one year from now. Well, I love that because that acceptance, friends, that's really the truth in any crisis. We, if we're fighting against reality, we are going to create suffering, which is what we talked about earlier. Uh, and so that acceptance, as you're hearing from a man who's gone through this process, Richard Mendeler, who's joining us today, acceptance was 
the first place you got to get to. You've heard it repetitively in this series. And then where do I want to be? Where do I want to be in one year, five years, 20 years? We're going to continue and talk more about that. So you guys stay tuned. Also, stay tuned for the two-minute tip. It's a three-minute tip today. I've got some ideas for you and resources that can keep helping you. So come on back. Here's today's two-minute tip. Well, it's a little more than two today, but I think you'll be okay with it. As a coach, it's my desire and my goal to walk alongside both men and women and families as they traverse divorce. One of the ways I do that is to provide resources along the way. Recently, I've been reading some books that I encourage you to consider as you move through the divorce process. Friends, my wish for you is, as we were talking about in this series, is that you take this life change and challenge of divorce and use it as an opportunity to learn more about yourself, to make some changes that will create a better future for you and your family, and also that you will grow through uh, and from this process. It seems I'm always changing and growing myself, and books always help me in the process of change. I love learning through books, so today I thought I'd share some books that I've been reading, some in preparation for this show, and others to learn more about communication so that I can continue to learn, improve, and grow, and also so that I can share them with my clients and audiences. So here goes. Wild at Heart, mentioned it earlier in the show. It's called Wild at Heart, Discovering the Secret of a Man's Soul. It's by John Eldridge. Men and women alike, this is a must-read. Men, you'll discover who you are in this book, not what the world says you are or what you should be. And ladies, your heart will open for men, and you'll discover what you can do to support them. It's All Your Fault, 12 Tips for Managing People Who Blame Others for Everything by Bill Eddy. This one, my friends, is also a must-read if you encounter challenges with people in your life, which we all do. Some relationships have a lot of conflict in them. Chances are one of the two people in the relationship are high-conflict personalities. Hint, this could be you. (laughs) You'll understand better what high-conflict personalities are and specifically why some people have the need to blame others for just about everything. This book will help you learn about how to manage most of those situations and those high-conflict personalities. Love and Respect by Emerson Egrich. Whether you are married, considering divorce in the middle of it, or coming out of it, you need to read this book. You'll learn about how to stop the crazy cycle of relationship breakdown, and you'll learn how healthy relationships operate And it might even be able to help you save your relationship, marriage, and repair it. Now, here are some other recommendations, and they come from our guest today. Both are in my queue of the next books to read as I continue in my exploration and studying of divorce, as well as divorce recovery as it relates to men. I encourage both men and women to read these as well. The first one is this, Becoming a King, The Path to Restoring a Heart of a Man by Morgan Snyder, and How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It by Patricia Love and Stephen Stosny. There you have it. I hope these book suggestions are helpful. I have many more resources that I'd be happy to share. If you want to know more about them, reach out to me. You can email me at christy at christystratton.com or call me at 281-944-8043. And if you want to learn more about how a divorce coach can help you, check out thedivorcecoachinghour.com. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip or three all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. I feel like I need to be playing the air guitar. Oh, wait, I am. 
with that song. Uh, you know, having a little fun in the studio here. We're here with Richard Mindelow, and we are talking about men in divorce, having um, that courage that you find through the, the crisis of accepting where you are in the divorce process, but then also figuring out where do you want to be and with no one better than Richard here, he has a little experience with not only the divorce process, but also courage. And so I'm just wondering, as we closed out segment two, Richard, I was, I heard you say, um, you know, one of the things we have to do is really look at where do you want to be? So I'm just wondering, where is that be? Where is there in one year, five year, that sort of thing? And then how do you get there? How do you do it? Yeah, I think there is different for everybody. Right. For me, it was very much from my faith to try and be the guy God wanted me to be, which involves understanding that. And there's a lot of guidance in the Bible for that. Right. Um, Where you want to be might also have some secular uh, conditions. Uh, I want to have a good relationship with my children. I want to make sure that I've been fair with money. I want to be able to look in the mirror and be proud of myself. And, uh, you know, you decide where you want to go. Something I learned from you, um, I didn't understand the concept of coaching and I didn't understand how we can have a perspective, but then when somebody comes alongside us, they can inform that perspective and grow that perspective. And then you're more your authentic self and where you want to go is a more proper destination. And uh, if you remember, you helped me with work around values Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of times we don't really know our values. Right. And so we have these scripts running in the background and sometimes they uh, confuse us. Right. And sometimes you might react to something uh, and not know why you reacted so strongly. But if you understand your values, then it starts to make sense. So, for example, uh, you helped me understand that one of my number one values is honesty and justice. Mm-hmm. Those are two values. Honesty I was about and justice. to say that. I counted two there, but and the number one. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing I, I know, know, it's music <laughs> and movies. Richard, that's two things. <laughs> so you helped me understand that. And as I looked back, understanding now that I honesty and justice is important to me, I realized why so many things in my marriage had been so painful. Right. And it's not anybody's fault. And uh, we're past the blame part. And now we're just focused on the horizon uh, getting where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I recommend that work very much in people's lives to understand, uh, what it is that makes you tick. Thanks for pointing that out because it's something that I find that I work a lot in and with people is values. And just to kind of sum that up, you know, we're talking about getting clear, where do you want to be? We often get into the doing of the things and the things that we want to have in the future, but we forget to look at the person that we want to be as well. And one of the things in my work over the last, you know, eight, 10 years or so is values and those, as you spoke to, and the, the main thing I want people to hear there is that, um, if you don't know your values, whose values are you living on? right? Right. Well, think about it from the time you were young, people said to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Nobody said, who do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, that's a good point. And so we're constantly focused on the what, and society is more than happy to provide the what. 
you should be this and you should be this and you should do this. And this. But now we're talking about the heart made for me by my creator uniquely, especially there's a scripture from the Bible that says, uh, for I'm uh, specially and wonderfully made. Wonderful right. are your works and my soul knows it too well. Well, truth is my soul doesn't really know it. Right. And the world doesn't tell you anything and the to world corroborate it. Yeah. So then you end up in this place. Hey, sit with the pain. Have the courage to be here where you are in this awareness and then say, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to come out better. So I was telling you that I was watching NCIS the other night and I probably don't trust anybody who quotes NCIS. As a, <laughs> but uh, one of the characters was reminiscing and he said, so-and-so said, if you're walking through hell, keep walking. Right. And so what I would say is you're going through this thing and it is horrible and there are parts of it that are Horrible in a way you never really even understood before. I never sugarcoat it. You're absolutely, it's going to be worse than you think it is. It's going to be worse than you think about it. And it's going to hurt for a long time. But if I'm doing this work, I may as well come out better for it. Absolutely. And so I'm going to stop doing what society says I should do. And I'm going to start trying to be more my authentic self and do what God says I should do. And by the way, that might involve standing in front of a mirror and having to look at somebody that I have to say, I'm not proud of you for what you did. This wasn't good. This wasn't good. And this wasn't good. And then you say, okay, I understand. I'm going to do better tomorrow. Well, and I'm thinking that's a really good point because we heard it with Pastor Steve last week. He spoke, he said almost the same thing. You've got to look in the mirror and you've got to look at the person staring back at you because the only person we can change is ourselves. Yeah. And, and, uh, fellas, that takes some, that takes some guts because not easy. Yeah. It's a starting place, though. But it's, it's a starting acceptance. place. And we must understand that people have always been asking us, what do we want to be? Nobody's asked us who we want to be. And now let's look in the mirror and ask ourselves, who do we want to be? And then let's figure out how to be that guy and then wake up tomorrow morning and start doing it. Right. And so for me, it came from faith. Mm-hmm. Um, God has very high standards for men. He right. wants us to be spiritual leaders of our of our homes, providers, protectors. So... I had to come up with rules of engagement mm. that would get me from here to there. My, my, the things I would think about on a daily basis, such that in one year's time, I would be a guy looking in the mirror saying, I like the who. Right. And those, had, those rules of engagement had to be in line with my values. So if it's a value to be uh, just and honest, I can't get there by not being just and right. honest. Right. And so... Uh, there's a lot of lies we tell ourselves. There's a lot of stories we tell ourselves. Absolutely. And we've got to try to say, okay. What's real? What's real? And it's in that place where you sit with what's real. And it's a painful place. Mm-hmm. It is. But now you're you're getting the right start. And you right. have the best chance of getting where you want to go. And just to remind the listeners out there, what comes from getting real is that profound growth. And it may not seem like, you know, that's super great and fun at the moment, but there will, you will come to a place that you can't even imagine how great life is beyond this. Yeah. And you're going to get to that place where the person that you're fearfully and wonderfully made to be is the person you see in the mirror. And when those two are one and the same, life is easy. Uh, You're always coming from a place of power. Right. Because you're being your authentic self that you yeah. were made to be. So if you are a Ferrari, you were not meant to go off road. And for the last number of years, you've been driving this Ferrari around off road 
But when you're honest with yourself and you get it back on the tarmac and you start driving the car the way it's meant to be driven, you're like, holy mackerel, this is an awesome car. Right. And uh, so I really do advocate that work. Rules of engagement. So if you want peace, be peaceful. If you want justice, be fair. Mm -hmm. Be just. If you want honesty, be honest. Deal with your children's mother in a way that's honorable. In those ways, yeah. Do your very best. And it's not easy. No, it's not. Um, Deal with your children. They're reacting. They're in a tough place. You think you're in a hard place? They're in a hard place. And they don't have the wherewithal to deal with it. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just like right on the top of my head. What I'm hearing is, and I want the audience to hear, is that they're at choice of how they're showing up. Right. And becoming, being that who they want to be. I think a lot of people forget that they are at choice. Yeah, I think that's a great point because I got here by being reactive. Right. I reacted to the, what do you want to be? I reacted to the, okay, I got to go to college and, and nothing get a felt job. Good. Nothing right. felt aligned. None of it felt right. And now on the other side of this, when you're making those choices aligned with your values, aligned with the who, and that was such a great point that you brought that who versus what, the who you want to be down the road, then in fact, you were really getting to that healthy place of profound growth. That's awesome. Yeah, but now you're in a very serious place because right. once you've said, this is who I want to be. <laughs> you better show up that way, right? Now you got to start doing the work. Right, absolutely. And that's where it gets real. Right. So, you know... Uh, that may be why we get a little bit afraid, but I want to encourage everybody to do this. It's so much better on the other side. Yeah, I think we get afraid because we failed. And we got to live with that failure. And it's like I told you once, the difference between the rearview mirror and the windshield. Right. The rearview mirror is tiny compared to the windshield because you're only supposed to look in the rearview mirror every now and then. Right. Just about 10% of the time, glance at where you've been, what you've done, and only then to inform your forward progress so as to have a better journey going forward. But if you spend your time in the rearview mirror, you're going to have a crash. And speaking of that rearview mirror, it's a great metaphor. We're going to talk about the series like that. We've been through this process of the stuck place. We don't want to have to stay there. We want to come to that awareness, that acceptance, and then move forward. And we've heard some great things focusing on who do you want to be one year, five year, 10 year, whatever down the road. And then making those choices. You use the words rules of engagement. And so how are you going to engage? Now, another question for you, and we're going to we're gonna pick that up in segment four, is what happens when you have a bad day? So guys, stay with us. Come on back. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, 
please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. And special for our guests today, <laughs> Richard Mendelow, who's a colonel in the Marines. And so Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Hopefully that brought a smile to your face. I recalled that song somehow i don't know how but thank you masterful mike over there for finding it and uh yeah the last uh the last verse is my favorite it says if the army and the navy ever gaze on heaven's scenes they will find the streets are guarded by united states marines wow that well touches my heart and so um you know it's interesting i know a lot of people just say thank you for your your service and i'm i mean that but i mean it from my heart thank you for um for your service and for being here today and because uh it's not a tough thing to do is to go through divorce and even though we have a little fun and levity through the show it it is a serious situation not making light of it at all but our goal is to help people through the process and and i feel that i've been on put on this earth and gone through a divorce myself to to be able to help do that so thanks for helping me out and doing that we were talking about this acceptance uh, and then the who do you want to be one year, five year, 10 years down the road and really thinking about that. And then, you know, what are the things that you need to do? How do we do that? But my question that I left you with uh, at the end of segment three is, you know, like what, what happens when you have a bad day? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a great question because the world wants to have a zero defect mentality that says you did a bad thing. You're a bad person. Right. And we may have come out of marriages that told us you did a bad thing. You're a bad person. And sometimes maybe you did badly and you do fall down and you do fall short. And by the way, I'm pretty brutal about being honest with one's shortcomings. I got no use for somebody who's sitting there in the wreck of a marriage and not being willing to take responsibility for the things that they didn't do as well as they should. And that's part of the acceptance and the courage is to say, guess what? I wasn't the me I was supposed to be. And so now you set your sights on something and maybe you are having a bad day. Maybe you did react badly. Maybe you got an email through the divorce process that launched you through the roof. And you know, I love the saying and I heard it on this show and it was one of your guests who said it, but what matters is what you do after what you did. I know we keep repeating it and it's so good. <laughs> it really is. It really is because the world wants to lie to us and right. they want to say you did a bad thing. You're a bad person. You're but done. Fellas, it's yeah, over. What I want to say is combat is hard. Right. This, this, the divorce business is hard. Yeah. And what matters is what you do next. So you have a bad day. The devil's going to come into your life and point fingers at you and say, see, what everybody's saying about you is true. See, you were never going to be what you were supposed to be. All these things that are going to really target where a man lives, which is in success, in being a protector, in being a provider. Yeah. So they hear that repetitively. They have this strong desire for success, but they're being told all the time that they're not successful. They're a failure. Right. And so what I would say is, number one, 
if you are honest about your shortcomings, then you can say, I'm not listening to that. I'm not a bad person. I wasn't the person I was supposed to be. I fell short in this area, but I'm going to do better tomorrow. And for me, it was about reading my Bible, asking God who he wanted me to be, and then trying hard again tomorrow to be that person. And if you fall down tomorrow, then guess what? You get back up and you keep on going. I often say persistence beats resistance. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the definition of my life. (laughs) It's true. As long as you get up one more time than you got knocked down. Right. Then you're always getting closer. Now, here's a weird concept. When you fly an airplane, you got to look way down the runway. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't look right in front of the nose as the little white lines are flashing under the nose. You look way down the runway. Right. In life, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Don't look right in front of the nose at the things you didn't do well. Look way down the runway and say, okay, today wasn't the best. I'm going to make an informed correction and I'm going to do better tomorrow. It comes back to, uh, you know, what the show, the show is about really um, the in the entire show of the year and a half that we've been doing the show, uh, but this series as well, which is making this a defining moment good. I say this a lot too, that divorce, a defining moment good, not a defining moment bad, because one of the things that people have to realize, if you stay stuck in the muck and mire and the spinning of the right before your nose type of thing, then you're not making those good choices for your family outside of your family remains after you get divorced, there still is a family. It's different, right? It's redefined. But now the opportunity is how are you going to show up for your son, your daughter, your kids today and in the future? And so just if you have a bad day, what I'm hearing you say is get back up, set the, set the sights on the horizon. You've done this work. You've accepted where you are. You know the who you want to be. Now what can I do better today? Yeah, absolutely true. But here comes the really hard piece of the whole thing. Right. You got to do something different tomorrow if you want tomorrow to be different. That's very true. And so you have to get outside of your own understanding. Your understanding is what got you here. And so how do you get outside of your own understanding? It can't be by hanging out with the same friends who Mm -hmm. tell you she's this and she's that and she's the next thing. Right. You don't have any control over her. All you got control over is yourself. you. So you got to surround yourself with new people who help you to new understandings and hold you to new accountabilities. Right. And I think that's another place where this gets really hard and courageous. Imagine sitting there and looking across the table at somebody and saying to them, tell me, how did I mess this up? Right. And I want you to be honest. And uh, it's about getting a counselor. It's the most bizarre thing to me how averse to counseling men can be. Right. And you don't think being a man in this world and in this society is hard enough that you don't want help? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Guess what? Airplanes, airliners have two pilots. We help each other. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the things that Jeff Stuckey spoke to was that men need other men. The thing that I brought about is you got to make sure that those men that you surround yourself, like you're saying, are actually like-minded that can help you. So counseling is great, but surround yourself with the right the the people who want to uphold the who you want to be, not bring you down. Yeah, uh, 
you talked about Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve is my pastor. Mm. And let me tell you, that guy doesn't mince words. Right. And I asked him and invited him in and empowered him in my life to speak truth to me and to say, no, this is not the you you want to be. And then to hold me accountable. And God bless him and thank you, God, for providing him. But you have to have that. And and it's painful. I got no use for the idea that despite the fact that the stakes are incredibly high, my children's future, how my children view me, how they end up viewing marriage, how they end up viewing their mother, the stakes are so high. How can you lean on your own understanding? And especially since it's the understanding that got you here. So there's that proverb, uh, chapter three, verse five and six, lean not on your your own own understanding. understanding. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. And that's why this show exists. And that's why I bring on guests like yourself so that they can hear folks out there can hear. Here's a man who's exemplifying what we've been talking about in this series. And so it is very courageous. And I want our audience to hear that. Um, We have about a minute. Any final thoughts, Richard? Uh, Thank you. Marine Corps uh, never puts one Marine in a fighting position by themselves. Uh, we always put at least two Marines in a fighting position, and it's for mutual support. And so if you're feeling alone and if you're feeling like uh, all of these things have happened and it's more than you can overcome, then understand you're not in it alone. There are all sorts of resources available to you to include your church. What matters is what you do next. That next right step is what matters. So inform yourself as best you can. Ask somebody to walk with you and then have the courage to start walking toward your most authentic self. And you know, I hadn't mentioned this yet, but one of the things that has happened for you, and I want the listeners to know about it in in this walk, is that you started your own radio show and it's called Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow on this same station, 100.7 FM KKHT. And uh, that's another courageous step that you've taken every Saturday, 1030 a.m. here on the same station. And so speaking of courage, hey, right there, courageous Christianity. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you say it matters, then it should matter enough to want to do it. And uh, your authentic self. And I want to be the guy God wants me to be. And that involves talking to people about faith. Yeah, absolutely. And that's walking out the who that you decided you wanted to be. I have a feeling that's who you were anyway, but bringing out that best person. And that's why we need people. We need to hear from people like yourself. We need people to support us, pastors and therapists, as we were talking about. And of course, we hope, you know, as far as myself as a divorce coach, I can um, be in the mix there too. And that's what the show is all about is to help people, help help people through this process as a thinking partner. So thanks for being my thinking partner and being here today with us and the listeners. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And folks, thanks for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or you can email me at christy at christystratton.com. You can also add us to your podcast library and please rate and review the show. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHD, The Word.